Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Coming from California, here's Aaron Alvarado and David Stauffer. Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. I'm here using my brand new microphone and joining me in the process of being evicted because the eviction moratorium was lifted. It's Aaron Alvarado. It is. I want to thank our um, beloved uh, Gavin Newsom, Governor Newscum, Newscum uh, for Mussolini. lifting the moratorium. Actually, California extended their moratorium sure before the feds did so yeah we don't rely on the central government we're all about state government here in california state government man the california has the fifth largest economy in the world huge surplus this year too by the way people say that we're in debt we're not in debt not california man no i'm I'm hoping that we start printing our own money because that's really california bucks newsome nickels i'll take it oh Oh, man i don't is he going to be in office long enough to actually see that through so this is a great question, by the way. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and, and really mm-hmm. want, they want to hear me weigh in on this, the recall. And what, look, we're veterans of the recall elections. We went through this. California with does it right. We absolutely do. Look, if yeah. you're doing a poor job, we will put in a movie star instead who will do a worse job. We will do mm-hmm. that just to mm-hmm. teach you a lesson. Um, and we're about to do that again. I mean, I'm look, far be it for me to defend Gavin Newsom, who I think is um, literally out of central casting for a villain in any movie that you're looking yeah. for someone that just looks evil. Um, now I certainly agree with what he does more than um, the candidates from the other party that he ran against. I couldn't even tell you who he <laughs> ran against, but I'm looking at who is trying to go up. Like, who is the front runner right now for the California recall? It, there's Caitlyn Jenner. Exactly. There's Caitlyn Jenner. And then there's um, it's a pretty famous uh, local or LA based Talk show host uh, Larry Elder. Oh no, he's yeah, national. He's, yeah, he's, he's national, national yeah. but he started he started in L.A. Um, from what I understand, or, or something. He has like some connection to L.A. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he wants to be governor now, and this is like wild. I man, I don't. So I'm not. A, I'm not a new. I don't even think I voted for Newsom. I can't no, remember. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, but there are so many worse people that could be running this state than this guy. Um, oh, no doubt and, about and it. And I think that. I think there's a good chance that we see one of them take over. <laughs> did I tell I, you? I think he's. I think he's a risk to actually lose this thing. Did, did I tell you? I got in a fight with a, a Newsom staffer uh, over text message. It was like the. Uh, it was like in campaign season, you know. And I'm 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 registered with the party that uh, Gavin yeah. Newsom is in. I'm not. Even, I don't know why I'm not saying the well, word. Uh, because like, of a screw up, he actually does. Ha- he has. That's no what's party. funny. That's what's funny yeah. is I'm actually. Yeah, yeah. He's not a Democrat. Um, uh, on the ballot, which is hilarious, <laughs> but I was getting those because I, you know, I, I've switched my party affiliation a few different times, but for the primary elections, uh, I certainly want to vote, uh, for candidates that will actually get elected here. So I, you know, I change, I'm a registered Democrat, but that means I get the text messages, um, be like, Hey, just a reminder to, to vote for, you know, Gavin, uncle Gavin. And, uh, I got one that was just like, oh, I'm trying to remember the question. It was hilarious, but the prompt was like, Hey, can we, oh yeah, it was this. It was like, can we rely on you to get to the polls on election day to vote for Gavin? And I said, can I rely on Gavin to um, not cheat on his wife with his best friend's <laughs> wife? Can I, if I can rely on him to do that, then, then, then yes, you can rely on me to go vote for him. And the, and the guy, the guy, like the, they got, they immediately responded with oh, yeah. real vitriol. I'm not used to them like taking the bait, you know, it's like, and, uh, and they responded, they were like, you know, is that 
it was it was hilarious too. I was not prepared for the response, but it was like, but is that uh is are the Republicans any better though? And I was like, oh, they're oh they're gonna play ball. Like I didn't think like I was just I being a it. troll, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, oh, it's so fun. I, I so I started going for him. You know, I was like, oh, I wouldn't vote for the Republican candidate either. Again, who no idea who that was. Um, and then midway through text, it gets intercepted by another staffer. Coming in saying, okay, thanks. We're going to say thanks to Chris for texting. We're g- I'm gonna t- this is Emily. I'm going to take over from here on out. I understand you have some concerns about Newsom's you know, yes, moral. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. do. I have concerns about his morality. I sure do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about it. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I was like, it was hilarious to me. That's like, I'm yeah, just glad I'm, I'm glad I just don't have the job of having to defend that guy. When, yeah, no kidding. And so because of uh, these campaign finance laws they actually or election laws they actually do have to have human staffers sending out these text messages um which is funny because a lot of them do read like they're just straight up oh, robots yeah i always uh, assumed that so they yeah, were you automated can, <clears throat> you can definitely get in, into um exchanges yeah. back and forth with these people but, so <laughs> you got fun? a spicy one that's hilarious. like i'm not gonna be i don't think i'm not gonna be i don't know if i'm gonna be voting in the recall election or not but i don't i don't think i would vote vote to recall him um certainly not with any of the candidates that have presented themselves because honestly like caitlin jenner is so much worse of an option here and that's not even like just have you watched any of the campaign events or the clips like she spoke at cpac where she was which is hilarious because she was absolutely verbally assaulted. That part's not hilarious. That's sad. But it's like, I guess the hilarious part is this is the party that you are fraternizing with here. Okay. Like they're not fans of, you know, some of the choices you've made bad for somebody that's you've you've made your bed here. Exactly. That gets in bed with those type of people. But but like, Um, she is rich and famous and wealthy. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a miserable job for her. Like there's not one part of this job that would bring her happiness. And you can tell. Like she ha- she doesn't have any idea what it's like to be a normal working class person, right? I mean, she's like part of a reality TV show family, obviously a famous Olympian, but it's like this is I can't I can't think of someone that would be less enthused, and and she truly looks she lacks any modicum of enthusiasm for the and it's funny. It's like what are we doing here? Are we bored? Are we just, billionaires yes. get bored? And they want yes. power. Yes. You know, they want something to be able to. Eh, and then I did the governor thing of the most populated state in the union. It's like, what? Get, what is this? What is happening? It's a feather like, in the cap for sure. Yeah. And what I, are we doing? Yeah. I think that uh, we're just in such a crazy time that uh, anybody's vulnerable. I think uh, yeah. there's a chance that he gets recalled and um, it's, it would be disastrous for the state. And not because yeah. Newsom is particularly um good Com- at his yeah. job yes uh, or uh a good person i don't think no no personally yeah. agreed but but, but the alternative is all... worse the alternative exactly. is so much worse <laughs> right and so if you get somebody in there that just wants to um wreck the car essentially just pull, pull the steering wheel to the left too soon the uh caitlin jenner wreck the car bit okay <laughs> keep in mind that candidate maybe has committed vehicular yeah. manslaughter <laughs> maybe don't let caitlin take the wheel of the state how about that <laughs> can we avoid that <laughs> i want my candidates at least five years removed from their last vehicular manslaughter that's all i ask that's, that's all i ask geez. for yeah, um, no, it's 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 crazy times here, man. I think uh, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. But you know, look, look, we're, there's brighter days ahead. Uh, you know, the the homelessness crisis that everyone is talking about constantly as it relates to California. Uh, the fact that we're trying, you know, we're really tackling that head on with the eviction moratorium, which is, mm-hmm. I think, the best way to ta- to to help this problem. What better way? 
to decrease homelessness than to <laughs> evict the folks who can no longer pay rent because of the pandemic. That's going to be great. Well, and the best part is this, the city, um, the city of L.A. just uh, had a ruling, uh, a vote. Um, basically, they're just going to make it um, illegal to camp any, in, anywhere on public ground. And um, if you are caught camping there, you're going to get arrested. And so they're just going to throw them in jail. So I think yeah. the answer to our homelessness is um, to just throw private prisons. In jail. Yeah. 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 Get, to get the police department involved. That is definitely going to <laughs> de-escalate could, the situation. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Nothing. Absolutely nothing yeah. could go wrong. So that's great. Oh, boy. That's good. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, We're in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's our political corner talk for you. Um, we try to keep it measured here. We try to keep it fair and balanced. <laughs> do we like hey, Gavin from Newsom? California. Who knows? We're from California, man. What can we do? Yeah. What really? We're born truly, into this. Truly. Uh, can I just we, say that? Can I just say that I, we, all things considered, like this this summer is um, it's really got me eating crow. I'm actually gonna have to admit that Al Gore might have been right about the global warming because oh. it is hot. Whoa. It's a little early it to make that hot. call. A little early to make that call. I want to see this some evidence. Been, this summer has been insanely hot and that is global warming to a T. So Dude, Al it's Gore been warned miserable us. hot. It's been in the 112. It was 112 today. It was here. It was yeah. absurdly hot. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow we're going to have a cool day. It's going to be 103. Um, are you just Oof. running your AC like all day, all night, or how? What are you so doing? this is look. This, <laughs> you know, these are the one of the many um, moments in a marriage where you have to have this. You know, you have a com- a compromise over how you know the bill versus how much you rent. Yeah, that conversation is now over. We're just running it round the <laughs> clock, round the clock. We pay whatever the bill is. We pay. I, I have solar, I so that helps. But I still have to go to the power grid a little bit. But it's you know just crank it. Are it's, you are you maxed out on how much solar you can have in your? Um, yeah, yeah. In your, uh, well, I only have eight panels or whatever. So the, there's can a certain. You, can you install more? Like on, put it on your roof? I, or what's? The, well, I didn't think I could until I realized one of my neighbors had. This this kid this kid was knocking on doors in our house offering to clean solar panels, which is which is. I'm right in the wheelhouse of that, by the way. I have yeah. never cleaned my solar panels. I did not know they needed to be cleaned. You're supposed to be I'm, cleaned? I'm unlikely to go true. up. Also, this yeah. is the, this kid. He could have been running the grift of grifts because yeah. I can't even see my. There's no. I have no visual of my solar panels. Um, I I only Brilliant. know they're up there because I have the app that tells me every day how much energy that they produce. And we I bought the home with you know in the contract that they were including solar. So I I just have to believe them. But I've actually never seen the panels. I was gonna say you believe the app, huh? Wow, yeah, I believe the app. That would be hilarious if they literally developed an app that just told you this was happening. <laughs> but also, it dawned on me that he went up there. I couldn't see him, and I thought, dude, this guy could be a part of freaking NSA or CIA, and he could be installing all kinds of cameras or audio equipment, and I would be none the wiser. Or uninstalling. Think about or that. Uninstalling. Think about that one. uninstalling. He steals my panels. Yeah. Um, no, he was a he was a good he was a good Christian boy. Had a big yeah. uh, big cross necklace around his neck, so I knew I could trust him. And uh, he had his own ladder, which I appreciated. And um, and what's funny is, dude, but he, he had to borrow he had to borrow a scrubber uh, scrubber brush from you. So that is. The he's like, do you got part. Windex? And I was like, is that what you use on? Them? I don't know. I don't know the first thing. Never a sponge. You have a but, spon- How about a squeegee? You have a squeegee? So it turns out you 
you need to clean your solar panels because they they uh, get worse at capturing you know the sunlight and you know into energy so you really should be cleaning them i haven't in three years uh which is when we bought the house and so he took a photo of the before and after which was the first time i've ever seen what my panels look like and that was kind of neat and there was a lot of dirt and it was so anyway that was that was wonderful uh and then he proceeds to tell me that our neighbors two doors down which have the same model of house of uh, as us it, so they had, it came with the eight solar panels he told me that they had 16 panels Ooh. and i thought oh i didn't know this was an option so i'm gonna look into that it's it's pricey but it saves you so much money it's an investment man you, you gotta do it yes and anyone listening from the sacramento area go ahead and go to the folks at v3 electric they are the sponsors of this podcast they will <laughs> if you're in an area that's pg and e instead of smud give v3 electric a call the folks over there alec nethercott runs the show there he's great uh, they'll hook you up with a great deal. Uh, lifetime guarantee. I have no idea what that means or if that's true. Um, but you will save on your bills. I can promise you that. And it's better for the environment. Unless you don't. And uh, I'm told it's better for the environment. Do they? Um, so do they only deal, or does that company only deal in solar? Or do they also yeah. install like mini nuclear plants? They No, they're not in a nuclear. They're looking at nuclear as the next oh, frontier. Cool. Um, they install power walls and solar panels, and so like Sweet. like they'll they'll Everybody sell the Tesla that. solar panels. I like they um, are a supplier for the or whatever. I don't know if it's supplier, but yeah, they'll sell them and install them for Tesla as well. So yeah, um, yes, uh, yeah. Go to uh, go to v3electric.com. I also don't know if that's the URL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're actually .net. So <laughs> speaking of solar and fossil fuels and all that stuff, I, this is my segue, by the way. Oil rigs, okay, oil, Oklahoma. Love oil. Love oil. Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. uh, the world headquarters of oil rigs. Um, <laughs> you and I saw Stillwater. And house, de and house demos during uh, post-tornadoes. Uh, post, uh, oh, no. Um, we're going to talk about the movie. We're gonna, we're gonna, we have some takes about it. Um, what have you, so we've both seen Stillwater. What other movies have you seen recently, though? I, I mean... Recently, you, uh, you saw the, the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Yes, the Bourdain documentary, uh, Roadrunner, and yes. then I saw um, this. Stillwater was the second movie. So okay. Roadrunner was the first movie I watched back in theaters um, during the pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever. You want oh, to it was pre-Delta pre oh, right. variant. It was pre-Delta variant. <laughs> well, and now we're Delta Plus, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, we're Delta Plus. We did pay for the upgrade at Delta. Yeah, I was going to so say that. The like, the, I'm holding out for the Delta Pro Max, which is going to be huge. <laughs> Yeah, that variant you'll be able to barely fit in your hand. It's just enormous. I want to know who's naming these. Who's who's in charge of the branding, the branding, and as well as the art direction, the graphic design. Like you know, when the first time we saw the image of the artistic depiction of a coronavirus, mm -hmm. and it was like red circle with all those things coming out, and I'm like, I guess I trust this is the way it looks in a microscope. But like, I'm just going with the graphic There's designer. No yeah there's no way it actually looks like that no way no chance zero <laughs> percent chance. chance they just like make it look scary and red and kind of gross can you um, make it more pointy can yeah can we get more pointies more of those things make it like a disco ball um <laughs> anyway so i want i just I, there's a team somewhere that's in charge of this branding and i just oh, i want to be a fly on the wall and they're like just add plus you know delta plus <laughs> like why not delta medallion or like you know like <laughs> to go airline you know what i mean Anyway, I just think that there's a lot of missed opportunities in the naming conventions of these things. Um, but uh, you, what, I asked that question about the movies because you have not yet seen uh, Lowry's new film, David Lowry's Green new Knight. film, yeah, The Green Knight. I've not Knight. seen The Green okay. Knight yet. yet. We're going to do that on a future episode. 
so I'm not going to. I will be watching. I'm not going to reveal so. my thoughts on it. I'm not going to say anything. We're going to do a whole breakdown. Um, I will say yes. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, and and they're they I are. Hear it's very. I hear it's very thought provoking. So y- yes. Uh, can I tell you? Uh, without without talking too much about any of the plot details, I will say that this was the most audible negative reaction I've experienced inside of a movie theater in a, ever any movie I've ever seen and part of it was because as soon as the credits rolled there was a woman towards the front second row right in the middle that kicked things off by standing up I'm not this is not a bit I'm not kidding she stood up turned around addressed the theater and immediately yelling that was the worst two hours I've ever spent in a movie theater <laughs> And then homeboy in the back yells, I thought it was great. And then someone in the middle chimes in being like, it didn't make any sense. And then someone starts yelling, was he courageous or was he not? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we're on the precipice of having like a a nuanced, uh, you know, substantive film criticism conversation or a riot. But either one of those I don't want to be part of with this group of people. But it, like, like it, it was like, you know, she kicked things off. And so it elicited a response because she came out hot out of the gate. And I will say this. If people are looking for popcorn cinema to just turn their brain off and enjoy it for two hours, it's probably not the green night for you. Right. It's it's going to it's going to maybe challenge you a little bit. It requires. But, you know, thinking put some it's a little artsy. Certainly. Um, is it is it a, like a masterpiece? Uh, yeah, but um, I, I I shouldn't be saying anything. No more than that. I don't want to put expectations to in your mind. But but Lowry is a friend of yeah. the pod. We've had him on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. You and I both have had him on the pod. Oh yeah, <laughs> we definitely spoke to David. Lowry, we spoke to David Lowry. I I did uh, uh, I did meet him at Sundance during his first, uh, when he was promoting oh, his really? first film, Anthem Body Saints. Yeah, and he did come on the Brave Love podcast during the promotional tour of A Ghost Story. Um, he's a little more famous now. Couldn't get him. Couldn't get him for this press uh, junket. No, we tried. He, he was also yeah. f- finished. He's finishing wrapping uh, <laughs> Disney's new Peter Pan movie. He's literally about yeah. to f- wrap principal photography, so he didn't have as I mean, much time. It's it's true that our uh, one of our producers did uh, reach out to him, and a, our, let, yeah. let's just say a ghost story isn't just um, the name of his movie. Oh, 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 how it responds to that's text. the story of yeah our, our community. My text thread is a ghost story <laughs> with David Lowry. <laughs> Holy ghosted, David. When, can we get you on the pod, get David? Us, is Wednesday good, David? How's the Peter Pan movie coming along, David? Is it better than Hook? <laughs> Five blue bubbles in a row. <laughs> just, yeah. oh, it looks just like my thread that I have with my parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, we won't be having him back on. Well, dude, it, I was man. I, I it wasn't supr- the divisive response. I will say to uh, the Green Knight was not surprising to me. Um, the 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 very vocal nature of it, I wasn't used to. But it is one of those movies where it's like I I wouldn't write. There's certain people I definitely wouldn't recommend it to. Um, that are you know people that I know are looking for escapist cinema. Um, but I'm excited to talk more in detail about it. I'll leave it at that. But it was it was fun to see a theater that just really whipped itself into a tizzy. It was really something. That's very exciting. I, I'm actually um, really eager to to watch that now. So. Yeah, I'm excited for you to to, to, to talk, for you to see it and for us to talk about it. Um, but Stillwater, which Green Knight and Stillwater were, were competing uh, for what the number two spot of the weekend because uh, Jungle right. Cruise got number one. Uh, a movie I did see Wait, will not be reviewing. Yeah, I was gonna say will not did be you reviewing. See Jungle it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna talk about it. Not not on this pod. Not on this pod. <laughs> nope. I'll talk about Gavin Newsom on this pod, but I won't talk about the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> 
I uh, skipped that one. I yeah, skipped. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a no for me, Doc. Uh, uh, oh boy, do I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> love the cast though. Love Jesse Plemons. Sure. sure. Um, but yeah. So Green Knight, I wouldn't expect it to be very commercially viable, but I thought for sure Stillwater would beat it out, and it it didn't. Apparently, I think. it did not. I, I was told. I'm realizing now that I didn't fact check that, but I was told that it didn't. Um, which is really surprising to me, either because that means Stillwater really underperformed or Green Knight overperformed. Uh, or I guess, so, sorry, it's the third place spot is what they were battling for. I think Old was the number two. Um, we didn't talk about Old either. Uh, I did see that once at their last pod. I also have thoughts that won't be ever uttered on this pod unless you ever, unless you somehow see it and you want to talk about it. It is, it's the best comedy of the year and I'll leave it at that. It's truly funny. Yeah, um, I won't be seeing old. Um, yeah, so so yes. still, I'm actually looking at the numbers. Stillwater, now. five point so two. Five, yeah, well, five five point one eight million came in fifth place behind Jungle Cruise, old wow. Black Widow, and Black Widow. Oh my so, gosh! So Stillwater say, did not do well. Stillwater, more like Stillborn. Ooh, at the box office. Uh, Stillwater, more like still waiting for people to go to the theater and see it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so let's just get into it, man. This is Matt Damon. We like Matt Damon. Y- love know. Matt Damon. Yes, I love Matt Damon playing a an oil rig. Um, you know, uh, one of those dudes that, that you know what a roughneck. Roughneck. That's the word. Roughneck. Yes. yes. Yeah. An Oklahoma roughneck in a place like Paris, classic fish out of water. Mm-hmm. The, then the whole Amanda Knox angle. He's got a daughter that's wrongfully accused of, um, or he's trying to get out of prison for being. Uh, what he believes is wrongfully accused him of murdering her roommate slash lover. And so that's the entry point. Now, I knew that it was going to be interesting. I've been listening to Matt Damon do the, the rounds of podcasts and interviews, and he's been very careful in almost all of them to say that that this film is not like a Liam Neeson movie like the trailers. It looks like he's there to just kick doors down and demand justice. Uh, and the trailers really do look like that, and this is not that movie. My question to you, Aaron, is did you end up liking what the movie really was about? Yeah, you know, I had a feeling that um, the movie was, the trailer was portraying a certain type of movie that it, that it wasn't. Um, and ultimately, watching the movie after considering the trailer, I think they did a huge disservice to the movie itself by trying to sell it as this action-adventure thriller that it is not. Um, uh, overall, I, I really enjoy this movie. It, it's... I don't want to say it's a simple movie because it, it's not really simple in the sense that it's stupid or uh, or baseline uh, appealing to the baseline. But it, it's, it's it's a, a straightforward simple, narrative. It's a simple, straightforward narrative, and it's way, way, way more heartfelt than I expected. Mm. It is. It it's. I called this a charming movie when we first talked oh, about yeah. it. it, and it is totally charming. Um, and that is based mostly on the relationship between Matt Damon and this little girl that comes into yes. his life as he's in uh as he finds himself in in uh, Mar- Marseille uh yes. in France um and that relationship that he he develops with this little girl that doesn't speak English but uh he he basically uses it as a surrogate for his daughter that he lost touch with over the years and um it's like his second chance his redemption arc and because of that he's you know, he's like a father figure to this girl that doesn't have a father. And that that relationship specifically, I thought, was incredibly charming. But so then also, good. 
that the relationship that he has with the girl's mother. Um, it's really, really interesting movie. I think the it's really hard to sell to, and I understand why they yeah. try to sell. Like, Imagine the marketing team trying to come up with how to cut that trailer and talk about it. Yeah. And but also, I think they did do it a disservice because they sold it as something that is Agreed. not. And yes. um, and I think there's a bit of fatigue as far as the like the Taken genre is concerned. I think didn't we just have one with Bob Odenkirk? Very yes, similar. nobody. Yeah, uh, nobody exactly. Um, all the way. Uh, also, want to mention uh, get well soon to Bob. Get well soon. Yeah, uh, he did have a heart attack on the set of uh, Better Call Saul, and we can't lose that guy. He's amazing no. talent. Yeah, um, I mean, literally beloved, beloved by all, Odenkirk. all they, yes. everybody. Does of yes. all political stripes, of all you know. Oh yeah, all like persuasions. Universal adoration for Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Hilarious, could, hilarious dude. Super yeah, talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's. What, what we actually get in this Stillwater movie is it's, like you said, it's a basic movie. It's just fundamentally a father um, trying to rescue his daughter uh, mm-hmm. and not just get her out of the dangerous situation in jail, but also try to reestablish a relationship with this girl that he, uh, whose mother is gone. Her mother's is, out of the, she's deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... It, it, we come to find out that he was, uh, I think he was a drunk, he was an alcoholic, he was like never home, didn't, he was an absentee father um, all while she was growing up. And so they have a strange relationship. But now <clears throat> he's cleaned up, he's uh, sober, and um, he wants to save his daughter. He wants to get her out of jail. Um, he believes that she's innocent. She tell, She's told him that he's innocent. And now he's making regular trips all the way from Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma, to uh, Marse- Marseille, do you say Marseille? Uh, yes. France. Um, and he doesn't speak any French. He's completely a fish out of water. Um, he's as American as it gets. He is. He's an Okie. Like he's straight up a roughneck. Um, and uh, Damon sells Christian. that persona, by the way. Yes. He nailed yes. it. He, like he truly. Totally nails it. Yes. yes. Um, he's he's extremely red, white, and blue in this movie, and uh, he that like the. Like, really, what stands out to me in this movie is Matt Damon's performance. The entire movie is hanging over his shoulder. He, he has to carry the entire movie. He's, mm-hmm. he's in uh, essentially every other scene, um, if not every scene. Yeah. And um, he's he's doing amazing work in this movie. Uh, one of his finest performances in, in a, such a long time. I think he was awesome in this. Um, yeah, he, he, he brings nuance to a character that is pretty straightforward and... Um, he, he treats it with respect. And I think that uh, that's really at the heart of this movie is um, you have this subject matter of these, these we have these preconceived notions of these um, middle America flyover state mm-hmm. um, type of co- typically conservative, religious, um, Christian Americans, yep. white Christian males, especially. We have these preconceived notions and what Matt Damon does is he doesn't go against that type, but he tries to bring um, some humanity to yeah. exactly humanity. He tries to fill in the holes and to say, I am more than just these things, which I am, but I'm also these other things. You know, I also have these other flaws and I also have these things that, you know, you would think that I care about. And I really don't like it's like uh, I, I'm beyond these stereotypes is what he does. And I think uh <clears throat> you know, a movie like that in this moment maybe doesn't carry as much favor um, with, say, the press or certain people that uh, would 
shy away from this type of narrative, but I think it's important to tell this story because oh, it's yeah. real. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is part of the American experience is someone like this. Like you can, you can actually see someone, um, you can see Matt Damon's character as a real person. It's, it seems very like he's an actual human being, um, that would be someone that you would encounter if you went into a city like Stillwater. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think he deserves way more praise than he's getting, which I don't think he's getting any praise, frankly, for this movie. Um, and it's, it's underappreciated, uh, because he does a great job and, um, he really made me appreciate that the character that he plays. Absolutely. Um, it re- and, really, that, I mean, that's, isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. 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 So I think, um, there's a lot of stuff that's working against this movie and, uh, I don't want to say it's persecuted or, or it's yeah. like, it, it's, it, and the reviews have been middling. It's like 70% Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, it's not like it's like it's, a runaway, uh, critical. No, darling. there isn't, there isn't, there, there's no ax to grind with this movie. Um, although I'm sure there could be because the whole narrative is like, this is a basically, um, a Trump American. Well, so that's what I loved about that whole thing is right. You're watching this note, like, you, you know, the archetype, right? The white male, middle America, Christian Trump supporter. Right. And they, I loved how clever that there are, there's a moment where they address that head on where there's, there's these two French women who are speaking in French to each other. And you can tell they want to ask them a question, but they're nervous. And one of the women finally says the other, just ask him, just ask him. And she asks him, you know, did you vote for Trump? And he says, no. And they both look kind of stunned. And then he follows it up with, I didn't vote, which, by the way, elicited a pretty big laugh from my theater like that. It's not meant to be funny, but there was like like a legit laugh when he says, I didn't vote. And then he proceeds to explain that he didn't vote because he has a criminal record. And then the state he's from, he's not allowed to vote. So Tom McCarthy, the director, I should really give the credit to the writers. I don't think he was a screenwriter on this. I think he co-wrote it. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. So credit to Tom McCarthy and his co-writers. Um, they subverted that moment of rather than like, who, you know, he, the whole, he knew the Trump question was hanging over it. And so it's like, well, let's use the opportunity to, to address it, but really shine a light on a different thing, which is regardless of who this guy would support, because certainly this character would probably would have voted for Trump. But regardless of that, his voting rights were removed from him, even after he did his time and paid his price for whatever his crimes were, he continues to have to pay that by not being able to participate in democracy of the country of which he's a citizen, which I personally feel very strongly about. I, I think that's wrong. Um, and I think it's unconstitutional. And so I, I love that little thing. It's like, no, the question isn't about whether you voted for Trump or not. The question is, is how can this person not have the right to vote in his own country? Yeah, which I, I love. Um, that was a great moment. I think they, they really played that up and, and I appreciated that. And I think the again talking about the stereotypes part of watching this trailer or e- even though the trailer is like giving you a false narrative of what the story is if you look at the image the imagery they're showing in this trailer is like i'm pretty sure there's a scene with him praying mm-hmm. there's a scene with him driving oh, a yeah. truck every meal yeah exactly so that's the character that's who he is so you know going into this like this guy's from oklahoma yeah. he's a white male straight white male um He's obviously Christian. He's conservative. He's, you know, everything tells you or, or, or is trying to tell you that he is a certain way. And I think the the work that he does, um, the writers did, and Damon's performance really is I love it, so man. believable that the work that he's doing is saying, you know what, I am these things, but I'm, again, I'm more than these things. And, and I have these other, these beliefs. And, you know, maybe you're not going to change my mind, but I'm 
open to these other ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter, we find out his daughter is gay. Like she was in a, she was a lesbian and mm-hmm. like a lesbian relationship, a gay rights relationship with another woman. And, um, that doesn't affect him, his love or support for his daughter who he continues to fly across the world to see over and over and over again. Yeah, that's exactly. That is like, it's unspoken really. He doesn't even mention that. Like he says it like matter of factly, like she was in this relationship with this, uh, I think he says an Arab girl or something like that. And you know, that's they don't ever go into that but that is that has to be a huge hurdle for someone that is with his background and the well, things can, that he holds yeah. dear even uh, like just so. consider the fact that people like that generally don't visit france and have a lot of opinions about absolutely however uninformed they might be of what it's what french people are like or what the france government is like and that's just not that's not their hangout spot and what's interesting, of course, he's there for his daughter, right? Not just a vacation. But through that, he ends up finding a, a life. He ends up staying there. You know, again, it's because of his daughter. But he clearly adapts and becomes comfortable to being there for an extended period of time, which I felt like was a kind of a microcosm of the overall point of that character being like, say what you will about this, what you think of what he might believe or his political positions. But like, clearly, this character is open to changing and adapting and being at least open to new experiences or other things, you know, and I, and that was more subtle, you know, it wasn't that wasn't that point wasn't, you know, beaten over, being over your yeah. head. But, but I love that. The fact that it's like, Oh, he ended up enjoying it there. And that's amazing. Like that. I, I, yeah, small thing, but I really like it that touch. Is, it is a small thing. And I think there is these little subtleties and there's, you know, um, there's a lot of things that, uh, he doesn't understand about the culture and I think there's there's an interesting moment. They don't really talk about it, but like if you're just paying attention, um, I don't I don't I'm not trying to spoil the movie at all. But it's like he there's there comes a point where he stays. He decides to stay in France, mm-hmm. and, and in order for him to stay in France, he doesn't have any money. Like he's yeah. the only reason he's he's going there in the first place is because the girl, the, his daughter's grandmother, she has a little bit of money and she pays for him to fly and stay. Uh, in France for a little while and then he has to come back home and he doesn't have a job he doesn't have a regular job we find out that he actually lost his job mm-hmm. um, I don't remember why they, if they said it was uh, what it was related to but uh, yeah. so, something something happened and he lost his job and, and he had to take up work as a uh, con- construction work he's doing demo um, that's how the movie starts basically um, so he's down on his, on his luck and then when he goes to France and he decides to stay there we see that he goes he finds a job in construction Mm -hmm. and what they don't say is he's definitely working illegally there there is no way that he had a work permit no he was he's now he is the the way they paid him and that was their way of communicating that like it was like this envelope at the end of the day that's under the table yeah yeah so so now he is in the he's in the shoes of someone that maybe that he a migrant worker himself yeah. Exactly. He was yeah. who has said they're taking our jobs. They shouldn't be here. They uh, they don't belong in this country. Now he is that person yeah. that is so, in somebody else's country, um, and it, it's an interesting, yeah, again, isn't a subtle, a subtle, very subtle. They, don't, they yeah. don't even talk about it. They yep. don't even talk about it's not, it. Yeah, it's not the main uh, point of the movie. It's just a no. yeah. It's just something to consider, and uh, I, you know, for me, this movie felt like, for whatever reason, it made me feel like um, it had like. 
a connection to my, maybe like Forrest Gump or something. Yeah, you, you used for before I saw it. You saw it first. You mentioned Forrest Gump and Green Book, which yeah. I got to admit wasn't I, I wasn't necessarily running to the theater after you made those comparisons. Yeah. Now those films are both Academy Award Best Picture Academy Award winners, which is funny. right. Um, but they, you know, uh, neither one of them. I think in, in certain uh, corners of film criticism have aged very well as best picture winners. <laughs> we'll put it that putting very kindly there. Yes. Um, yes. And so it, when you use those two examples, I thought, uh Oh, is this going to be tough? Yeah. And the reason I brought up those two movies specifically is, and I think that those movies are, were created for a certain audience, a certain mm. person or people, a type of audience that was going to watch them and really connect with those characters. Mm. Um, and you know, if you want to say that they're established on, or, or they're playing on certain tropes of like American exceptionalism or, or American, uh, their hard, the hardworking American who just puts his head down and he just keeps working and he solves all his problems like that. I think that there's, a, there's a common theme there with like a Forrest Gump that is, like, that's the overarching thing with Forrest Gump is just put your nose down and work harder and you'll get through it all, which is American. Like that's totally American ideal. Um, and so I, and I felt like there was part of that was maybe playing into this, the Stillwater, the, the dynamic of his mm. character, because he really does. Like he just puts his head down, doesn't complain and he just keeps working and he does, um, do some things. Um, yeah. and, the, and the reason I bring up Green Book is, yeah. again, the, the, again, there is this, there, the, the relationship, um, in Green Book between Marshall Lee and, uh, Viggo Mortensen is like. These, it's it's oil and water, right? Yeah. Or oil and vinegar, um, sure. And that is that's the same relationship we see in Stillwater with Matt Damon and his um, and, mm. and the French woman. And yeah. Let me, let me find her name because yeah, she what was is amazing. her? She was she was so she good. Was amazing. So her name is Camille Cotton. Okay. Um, and she was she was incredible. This is the mother of of the little girl that uh, Matt Damon has uh, uh, forms an instant bond with, and this girl or, or this woman. Um, she's an actress. Her her character is an actress, and in, in, uh, and she takes a liking to Matt Damon's character because you know he's American, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was nice to her daughter, and so she kind of like takes him under the wing. She translates for him, and um, they form a, a like a really strong bond. Uh, they form a relationship, and and then they have their own arc, which is also interesting. That plays yeah. on that plays behind this arc of him trying to get his daughter out of jail so there's all these different avenues that are going back and forth um and so this movie is is way more interesting than i thought it would be absolutely because the because of the, the human relationships between all these characters um so yeah i think at the end of the day if you if you find any of these if if you're looking for a story where um it's maybe not the most artistically adventurous sure. movie, but you no. but you want to just go to a movie and you want to see a story, a basic story of redemption, um, heartache, love, tragedy. Mm -hmm. Like this is that movie. You should human experience, human the human experience, interesting exactly. characters, interesting archetypes. It's Good. it's Good so writing. much smarter than than yeah. what meets the eye. Like it's yes. it's smarter than it looks. There's a, you can watch this movie and it could be just very it's it is pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot of like you know deep diving or mystery box twists stuff. and turns. There's no big. I mean there are no some, the end. So yeah. the ending might be divisive, um, especially for the audience that you that you just mentioned that this was made for. Mm -hmm. Like it could be. I I will say I of course I loved this movie. I went. I took my mother. She also loved the movie. Oh, that's awesome. I love um, that. That's cool. And the ending. I won't. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but. It 
would cert I think that the ending will subvert a lot of people's expectations. Um, I went in knowing that it like that the ending was an issue for some people. Uh, I think in the reviews and whatnot. I actually loved the ending. I thought it was the perfect ending for this story, and it was absolutely right. Um, and I. I, yeah, again, I think they absolutely stuck the landing on how to wrap this up and what the message was. But yeah, there's, I just think that it's, it was very entertaining. It's like two hours and 10 minutes long, but it honestly flew by because it was very interesting, you know, and it's not like yeah, a totally action packed movie or anything, but it moved, yeah. man. Like it, yeah. it kept my interest all the way through. And I think it will for most people listening right now. Like, I honestly think that you'll get a lot of value out of Stillbot. You know, it's not going to blow your mind. It's not reinventing the wheel here. It's not, you know, some exploration or experimental cinema. You know, it's not, it's nothing like that. It's but, not high-minded, but it's also not high-minded. it doesn't pander. The, the movie doesn't but, pander, which yes, is yes. what I was partially scared of. Well, uh, and I, I, and I yeah. knew that it wouldn't, as soon as the movie started, my first, sub, I guess, subverting of expectations is, I thought we were going to have, like, the first act was going to be the inciting event that his daughter, you know, we'd see his daughter in college and with the roommate, and then we would, you know, the event would happen where the roommate's murdered or the girlfriend's murdered, and she goes to jail, and then we see the scene where Matt Damon finds out about it, and he goes to try to help her during her, like, the court. But, like, that's not at all, this is not a spoiler to say, the movie starts with her in jail already a few years. And you see, you start to piece together that, you know, as he's flying to France, I think it's his first trip out there. And then you see when he goes to the hotel, they know who he is. He stamps his thing and you see all of the times in the prison that he's come to visit. And you're, so you're, you're starting the story in the middle. The story is clearly not about her whole legal drama and saga. Right. It's about Matt Damon and his whole journey. Um, and you're just coming right in the middle of the 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 whole you know daughter in jail saga and that that was my first indication of like oh this is not going to be what i expected and i was thrilled that it wasn't um still straightforward um but i do think that it's smarter than people are giving it credit for and i i, I actually do think it's absolutely worth watching uh, going to the theater for it's not streaming anywhere but I, I i can wholeheartedly recommend the movie there haven't been a ton of great movies that have come out this year so far this mm-hmm. is one of my favorites I don't know if it'll be in my top 10 by the end of the year. We still have a lot of movies to watch. But, like, I mean, I was surprised. I was truly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, my wife and I, we walked out of that, and I think we were both entertained. We were both surprised. Yes. I mean, we're both Matt Damon fran- fans of Matt he's Damon. He's so, so good in this. Uh, and he's great. He's, he's really, really good in this. And I, I can't recommend this enough. I think this is, this is exactly the type of movie you should go out and see. Um, yeah. If you're looking for something that's uh, maybe not as high-minded as the Green Knight, um. <laughs> yeah, that's really on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it really is. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, speaking of Green Knight, that's going to be our next film that we talk about. Um, though, looking at the Rotten Tomato score for Suicide Squad that comes out, uh, I guess by the time this comes out uh, on, yeah, to, it comes out today um in theaters at least i don't know i think hbo max it comes a couple days after the theatrical release i believe but anyway it's like 96 or 97 percent certified fresh on rotten tomatoes which i was not expecting given how awful the first movie was uh i mean i don't even know if you ever tried to watch the that suicide yeah i didn't even make it 50 i think i made it 15 minutes in also i have no idea if this new suicide squad is a sequel or a reboot or a redo or i actually have no clue where it fits in the and it doesn't even I matter i don't want to know so. i don't want to yeah i'm not gonna go i'm just gonna go and be like i don't know I, I i know that harley quinn is a character and that she's done her own movie too cool. you know like i know that's the thing but anyway i don't know if that ends up actually being good we may talk about that but yeah. look for the green Knight as our next as soon as you see that we'll be talking about it um in next weekend 
you and I are going back to the house of Quentin Tarantino, our old friend Q, QT, to go QT. see a midnight showing of Inglorious Bastards. Us back. He invited us back. He loved uh, how we responded to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He said, "I want to see how you, I want to see how you guys respond to Inglorious Bastards." And I think so. I said, "We'll do it. We'll do it, Quentin. We'll Fine. come out." You so we were, at first we resisted. We yeah, said, we're like, look, you know, this that movie's already come out. Yeah, yeah people already know about it. It's like I just yeah. need you to see. I want to watch you guys react in my theater. And I thought, okay, all right. I, all we right, told them we were okay. free this yes. upcoming weekend. So anyway, so you, me, and allegedly Skyler. Skyler has told us he bought a plane ticket. He's I purchased a movie <laughs> ticket for him. So I, he has said he is coming. I I believe that he is i don't know that he is i'm crossing my fingers <laughs> we'll hope but... so <laughs> but we will be doing a podcast next weekend oh yeah uh i guess it will in just person. be in a, yes in person should i bring all this new i got i got all this new equipment you know if you hear my that's kind of yeah should i bring that's my joe rogan setup to, it's kind yeah. of a lot to, to check into. it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit but uh I, you know i only i want to bring the best i want i want to have the best <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure we can just rent a podcast studio while, while we're down here. So is that right? That, no, that's that's a real thing. But if it's yeah. indoors, we'd have to wear a mask. So that's, that's true. Tough. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Find a good outdoor podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So we, I'm sure. I, I don't know. I'm assuming it'll be an Glorious Bastards pod. I guess. I mean, it's Maybe, and it's going to be at yeah. 4 a.m. and we're going to be pretty delirious. Um, well, we got to hit Green Knight. We're, we're going to hit. The, but it will be Green Knight. Uh, yes, yeah, it will be coming yeah, up as so. well. So, And if you haven't seen it by next weekend, maybe maybe we do a double feature with uh, Inglorious Bastards and uh, maybe Green Knight the next day. Uh, like make that. it a movie weekend, a brave little weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, man. All right, go man. Go see Stillwater. Go, go see Stillwater. Seriously, go, go see, see it. Go support Matt Damon. Great you know, movie. Yeah. We need more good MAGA characters in films. So... Uh, all right, on to the next one. Green Knight next. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts. 